1: um okay moving on to this coming weekend more guys coming in you mentioned it it's going to be a longer list of uncommitted kids coming in this coming weekend give me your overall and then you know your overall thoughts on this weekend why it's important all of those things and then we'll kind of jump into some specifics uh you've already mentioned a couple of the kids obviously at the linebacker level that are going to be in so we'll break those guys down but your overall thoughts going into this weekend where Notre Dame stands with some stuff
2: well, it's unfortunately, the list has gotten a little bit smaller as I'm kind of looking over events because of course, Jalen McLean, star safety out of New Jersey, just committed to Ohio State today. So it's actually getting a little bit smaller. But I think when you look at this list, it's very important. It's very important. There's still some linebacker clarity that needs to take place. There's still some safety clarity that needs to take place. And I think when you look at this, having guys like Kingston Villamalasa coming on campus. Keyshawn Flowers coming out of campus on out of the state of Maryland. Having a guy like Malcolm Ziegler first time that he will be up at Notre Dame out of the state of North Carolina. It's safety having him come into campus. I think that two of the most important positions that are needed of clarity are going to be figured out a little bit this weekend. You know, Can okay. you move the needle with Malcolm Ziegler? Can you close on Kingston Villamalasa? Those questions are up in the air, but I think Notre Dame has a chance to – have a great visit with those guys. Cause, and I think that they have a chance to have some clarity after this weekend, because there's still some question marks in both spots.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: So let's break these guys down, right? Let's break these guys down individually. The first one, the biggest guy left on the board, I would imagine is Kingston Viyama Asa. Did I say that right? Yep. Linebacker. Correct. Uh thoughts on him, where Notre Dame stands, and obviously this weekend is a big one.
2: He's another young man that he's not into the recruiting side of things. If you've ever talked to Kingston and we've had him on the podcast before, I've had a chance to get to know him really well. He's a very soft-spoken, smart, articulate Driven young man. And he's very faith-oriented, very faith-based. And he loves Notre Dame. He does. I also think that he loves Ohio State. I think that he likes USC. Those are the three schools for him, Vince. So those okay. are the three finalists. Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC. They get to Notre Dame-Ohio State battle going down to the end. Notre Dame, he'll visit Ohio State here very shortly as well over the next couple weeks. So I think that this is a opportunity for Notre Dame to close. Because this is a top 100 caliber player, in my opinion, linebacker out of St. John Bosco in the state of California, which is a spot that Notre Dame hasn't had much success in. They haven't. And they need to penetrate the Catholic schools and the private schools in the state of California from time to time, especially for a young man that, let's be honest about this, people know that I like Bodie Cahoon a ton, linebacker that's committed in the class. I have more reservations about Teddy Rizak as far as fit into the class. But right now, Linebacker recruiting has a lot more questions than answers. It does. You have upside with those two kids, but you need a guy that I think is more of a foregone conclusion and an answer. And for me, that's what Kingston Villiamalasa is. A young man that has an immediate answer to this linebacker room. A guy that he's been, he's been groomed to play football at a high level. He has. I mean, since he was a, uh, junior high uh, junior high schooler he's been a guy that people have known about he's been running an offer since he was in eighth ninth grade at this point he's a guy that played at st john bosco and it was the best defensive player for the top school in the country last year national championship with st john bosco so notre dame needs kingston in the class notre dame is in a good position they're neck to neck with ohio state they need this visit in order to firmly take the lead. Even if they have a slight lead coming into the visit, they need to firmly take the lead because Ohio State is still going to get a visit. Right. They're still right. going to get a visit. So it's a big, big opportunity for them with Kingston this weekend.
1: I'm always worried. And tell me if I'm crazy here. I'm always worried about when it's a neck and neck with, with uh, you know, anybody right to recruits neck and neck with it, yeah. with a school and they go to that school last, like whatever school they go to last and they get the last, the final say, it always feels like uh you you always want to have that final say. Is that is that
2: paranoia on my part or what? It's it's not, it's not always. I mean, there, there there have definitely been some situations where the last school gets the final pitch, and that's kind of where it is, right? But then there sure. there are other situations where a guy takes a visit because he promised he would take a visit, right? Like I remember Jay Nosbury last year was one. Michigan was high on Jay Nosbury's list. He had silently committed to Notre Dame, but he still wanted to take the visit because he had grown a good relationship with Michigan. And he said, I'm going to take a visit and officially go to to your school to check it out. So even though he knew he was going to go to Notre Dame, he still took a visit, right? So I think that, I think there's two sides to advance. I don't think it's paranoia on your side. I think there is some validity to that last, last school gets the last pitch. Like it makes total sense. Right. But I do think that Kingston for me, and this is the big separator, and it matches a little bit with Jane Osbury last year. Kingston, for me, is not going to be an impulsive kid, right? If Ohio State was going to be the school for him, it was just that's just how it was always going to end up. It's just always how it was going to end up. If it was Notre Dame, it's how it was always going to end up. He is a calculated kid. He is going to take every single data point. He is going to sit down with his coaches, his parents. And they are going to look over every single pro, every single con, and everything in between to make the best possible decision. So I don't think a great final visit to Ohio State is going to sway him just to Ohio State. Like I don't think that's a breaking point. I just think that Notre Dame visit and Ohio State visit are opportunities to add another huge data point to the conversation for Kingston. So there is some validity to that. I just don't think that it really – pertains to Kingston if that makes sense.
1: It makes perfect sense and I'm happy to hear it. So that's good. Another guy that's going to be on campus this weekend, third linebacker still on the board, and you can I guess order them any way that you want. Uh but Keyshawn Flowers
2: is coming to campus. Where where do you see him? He he's so it's it's a tough question, honestly. It really is. I, I think that for me it's Kingston. And then the next pecking order is between Keyshawn Flowers and Bradley Shaw. Like, I think that if you miss out on Kingston, I think Notre Dame would be open to taking one of those other kids. Okay, Keyshawn Flowers, I think, is very open to Notre Dame. And he has been when I've talked to him in the past. I just think that this is one where is it going to get ramped up? Are they going to make a strong push if they don't get Kingston Villiamuasa? Is this going to be a fit that makes total sense? Because, like, Keyshawn Flowers is a really good player. I mean, he's getting courted by some – sec powers he's getting courted by some of the the northeast powers the you know the carolina schools maryland like he's getting courted by a lot of really good programs so this is just more a situation where i think that it's it's a i think you're in a position where you need to make sure that if you don't get kingston you got to get another good linebacker in this class and i think that's where Keyshawn flowers fits in here i think notre dame has a chance to Potentially move the needle here for him because I think that there's interest, but to what degree, to what level, and what's it going to look like moving forward—that's the question with Keyshawn Flowers right now.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. So, is this is this going to be a good, like a a, a temperature taking moment? I think for for the staff and kind of figuring out where he's at, what his interest level is really in Notre Dame, yeah. et cetera, for this weekend.
2: Yeah, I, I would I would call it that. I mean, because he. I I, I I actually really like Keyshawn Flowers' film. I think I think he's a really good football player. I, I like him and Bradley Shaw a decent amount both. But at Keyshawn for me is, again, like I, I think Brandon Plesner just put it in the chat and he's 100% correct. Like Miami's a big school for Keyshawn or some other ones. But I think that there's, there's still a lack of separation between some of the top schools on his list. So Notre Dame, it's about getting firmly into the game potentially and seeing just okay. – how the visit goes. I mean, it's not going to be the end-all be-all if it goes great or it goes poorly, but you would rather go poorly just in case the linebacker board does not fill out the way you're hoping at this point.
1: Gotcha. Another position of need. We've talked about this one, obviously, as well. At safety, Malcolm Ziegler is going to be on campus. Can Notre Dame make a move this weekend, Ryan?
2: (sighs) Can they? Yes, they can. This is the second most important visit this weekend besides Kingston, in my opinion, Malcolm Ziegler, because he is a young man out of the state of North Carolina, still relatively new to the board. He's only been on uh, for several weeks out of the state of North Carolina. He is a true free safety type in this class, a young man that is 6'2", 185 pounds, reported to run in the four threes, four three eight. He's a really good track athlete. I think he's like a 10, 600-meter runner talented, talented cover player on the back end. And a young man that, honestly, I, I would take in the class, and I believe Notre Dame would also take in this class. So they are going to push for him. This one is about can you do enough to really make a push for for, uh, for Malcolm Ziegler because there's still some talented safeties on the board. I talked about Oliver Miles early on. We'll we'll talk about Bronte Johnson, who obviously is making his college decision on the 24th. And then you talk about Malcolm Ziegler. Malcolm brings a skill set to the table, though, that I think is pretty unique to what you have mostly on the board for Notre Dame, a true free safety type, a guy that can really play from depth. So I think this one is about they've been out to North Carolina to see him a couple times with with the coaching staff. Now it's about getting him on campus because we know that that could be a game changer. So I think there's interest on both sides, but – A lot of schools coming after him again. A lot of the the North Carolina schools, some of the other Southern schools, there's interest for for Malcolm Ziegler. I think that Notre Dame has a chance to hopefully put themselves in a good position here because he's, again, interest, but getting it to a level where, okay, I'm going to go up to South Bend, Indiana, from the state of North Carolina, and I'm going to continue this trend because they've already gotten commits from, Bryce Young, they've already gotten commitments from Micah Gilbert. They've really tapped into North Carolina now over the last couple of years, including Sullivan Absher and Sam Pendleton in the 2023 cycle. So can they make it the continued pipeline and get a guy like a Malcolm Ziggler out of the state of North Carolina? It's possible. But this weekend is going to literally be make it or break it, in my opinion. This one is a lot like, me and Brian talked about this beforehand, this visit is a lot like the Micah Gilbert visit a few weeks ago when he committed to Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame, but is it the, going to be the pick? I, I'm not sure, right? And going into that visit, you knew Michael Gilbert had interest in Notre Dame, but you didn't know if it was to that level. Leaving the visit, completely different story. I think Notre Dame has a chance to do that with Malcolm, but they have to really – it's my first time saying this today, so no one can clown me in the chat. They need to hit this one out of the park. Ooh, they give you a hard time for that?
1: That's a great analogy. They do,
2: man. Apparently I say it a bunch, but so, yeah. Well, they do.
1: It's because it's a good one, all right? sorry. All right. So that's this week. Any other guys this weekend that we need to be keeping an eye on or anybody else you're keeping your eye on, uh, in this weekend's visits.
2: Not not as much as far as the uncommitted guys we hit on exactly. it. I mean, unfortunately, Jalen McLean is going to Ohio State now, so that one's obviously probably not going to happen more than likely. I would be shocked if Jalen yeah. – I would have been shocked, honestly, if Jalen McClain would have made the visit in general, but especially now that he's going to Ohio State, that's not going to happen. The one cool thing that I think Notre Dame's done is that Micah Gilbert is going to be on campus this weekend, and he's out of North Carolina. I think that that's a good idea getting the North Carolina connection on campus with Malcolm Ziegler on campus as well. So no uncommitted guys to talk about other than that, Vince, but I really do think getting that North Carolina connection is a good little touch from the Notre Dame recruiting staff, if I do say so.
1: Nice. Nice. Now, is there a list of committed guys that are going to be on campus next week as well to help kind of reel well, these guys in?
2: Yeah, we're still building it out right now. All we have is Micah Gilbert as the okay. lone committed player that will be taking an OV because last week obviously it was a big defensive heavy committed class the weekend before you saw like the offensive linemen, CJ Carr, like those types of guys. So they've been kind of, they went kind of alternating offensive, heavy official visit weekend, gotcha. defensive heavy, but they did save Micah Gilbert for this yeah, weekend for the North Carolina smart. connection.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. So we do have uh, a little bit of a surprise here. Uh, I don't know if it's a surprise, but I'll let you set this up. Uh, Ryan, we've got a, a video to show. Uh, yes. So I'll, I'll let you set it up.
2: Well, the great thing about getting back into action outside of being on here with Vince is that I was (laughs) able to record a podcast with Carson Hobbs. Of course, star cornerback 2024, committed to Notre Dame out of Archbishop Moeller in the state of Ohio. If everybody has not seen the podcast before, we do a segment called Carson's Corner every week for the recruiting hour. But of course, the last two weeks have not been able to do that for obvious reasons, but we're back at it. I got to touch base with Carson about the visit from this past weekend, a little bit of some highlights of some of the players that were on campus as well. So this is the latest edition of Carson's Corner and I hope everyone really enjoys it. Nice. Welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are back for another edition of Carson's Corner. This one's going to be a little bit of a official visit recap as Mr. Carson Hobbs, star cornerback out of state of ohio archbishop moeller just took his official visits to notre dame this past weekend it was a really impressive list we had official visitors from the commits that were on campus of cam williams cj carr logan thomas was on campus again cole mullins bodie cahoon leonard moore kennedy urlacher sean sevillano one of the new commits in the class as well defensive lineman out of florida were all on campus this weekend as well as some really talented, uncommitted players in Carter Nelson, Elijah Rushing, Brian Huff, actually did not make the visit. Let's scratch that one out. Bradley Shaw was on campus, as did Oliver Miles, star safety out of Texas. So Carson, there was a really busy weekend for you. I, of course, want to get you perspective, because I think that this will be really cool for all the listeners out there in Irish Breakdown land and just Ivy Nation in general to get a little glimpse into what an official visit's like for an official visitor, man. Cause we hear about, you know, what, what's allowed, what's not allowed, what it looks like, the format of everything. How was your first
3: official visit
2: to Notre Dame? Um,
3: it was great. Um, so you start off by, they uh, actually had somebody in the Escalade pick me and my mom, and my dad up, you know, come to our house, open all the doors up, put all our bags and stuff in the car and take us down to the airport then when you get there, they give you another car service, another Excalade, and they take you to campus. When, well, no, to the hotel. When you arrive to the hotel, <clears throat> you saw Chad there and all the recruiting staff. And then, you know, other than that, all the coaches, you know, they can't meet with us till Friday. But, you know, they everybody else helps us get checked in. And then that same day we go to the hotels, rooms decorated, candy, chips, all your favorite snacks you can name there notes from everybody every coach they this time they even had a puzzle a big old puzzle with it 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 was your face whatever whatever from a photo shoot and it was sweet covered in gold chocolate bars and it was everything so the hotel part was everything you can imagine that night um had you know just dinner downstairs in the bottom of the hotel notre dame catering so all the good food everything you could eat and then you know, the next two three days, hung out with the players, we're bowling. I mean, we did so much stuff. We went golfing. went to the Warren Golf Club. Um, nice. I mean, there's so many meals and so many tours. It was it was amazing.
2: Well, and we're gonna break that down because there's a lot, obviously, in there. I, I guess a good question to start is: You said you went to the to the golf club. How how's the uh, how's the golf game, Carson? Any good? Uh,
3: uh it's. It's all right. Uh, you know, my dad's a big golfer, so I would say my golf game is um, pretty, pretty mid. Um, pretty I, mid, I think okay. I can, I, think I can, you know, still hit it up the tee a little bit, but I don't know if I'm driving and being accurate. I just know how to hit it. I don't know how to aim though. I love it. I love it. Let me, let me ask you: uh, of the committed players, okay,
2: actually, you could throw uncommitted guys in there. Was there anybody that impressed you of how good they were golfers? Because if you flash back to 2023 class. Sullivan Absher, who's an offensive lineman in that class, was a
3: dynamite golfer. Did you have somebody? Uh uh Carter Nelson. Oh, is he good? He came up like this, <laughs> shot it out. Like he can he can golf for real. Why why am I not
2: surprised that Carter Nelson, that pretty much is good at everything he does, is That's also good at consider. golf.
3: I don't know. He oh. was really good at golf for some reason.
2: Man. You know what's funny, Carson? I know we were texting about this over the weekend, but you guys had some crazy track and field dudes on campus this weekend as cool. well, including yourself. I mean, you know, the 4 by one and 4 by 2 stuff that you're doing, but you had – Oliver Miles, who's a near fifty-one foot triple jumper, That's you had Carter Nelson, who's a seven-foot high jumper as a 6'5", 210 hundred ten-pound tight end man. It's it's wild how much athletes you guys are getting in this class. It really is. Uh, the
3: high jump to me was just blew my mind. So did the fifty, almost fifty-one high jump. I mean, uh, triple jump, triple, triple. jump it was from Oliver Miles. Yeah. That's that was crazy.
2: Yeah, and that's not even counting Cam Williams who just – what do you have, like a 44-inch long jump or 24-inch or 24 24. long jump? I mean 24 feet. I said 24 inches. 24 feet 24 long, jump, long jump, which is wild. Man, you guys – I'll tell you what, man. Last year's class, a lot of speed in 2023, a lot of impressive dual sport athletes. You guys might have even more all-around track and field athletes, though, in 2024. Like variations, too, which is like – because Carter's also a uh, – Pretty dang good discus thrower, too. I think he made states qualify for the discus as well. So he, he just, did, yeah, man. It was like I think he threw like 160 something feet in the discus, too. Is that <laughs> good? Like a wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I so some context I threw discus, I was considered a good, a really good discus thrower. I threw like high 140s, 150. This kid's blows me out of the water. So yeah, it's very good. It's very
3: good. Oh, wow, he kids. does everything.
2: Yeah. It really does. Well, all right. So let me ask you, I know um, it's gotta be cool. And I would just love your a little bit of your insights, the escalate side of the things and just kind of getting picked up and being treated like royalty a little bit. Is, is, was that, what was that experience like just kind of, I guess the appreciation factor of like Notre Dame really
3: going the extra mile
2: in that s- sense.
3: Oh, I, I said, I'm blessed and grateful. I mean, they, when they say they want to make you feel like home and like a King, they did, they did all those. And, just to ride was so comfortable. I mean, dude asked us if we wanted to stop anywhere. Everything's on him. Like it was, it was just great. And it was just to the airport. We lived thirty-five minutes. All that made sure my it's mom awesome. was all good. If she wanted a Dunkin' coffee, like I mean, they they went royalty. Did, did both the parents go? Mom and dad both went. Mom and dad both went.
2: How they how they enjoyed the experience from their perspective? They loved it.
3: My dad was up with framing Plants. Ooh. I don't know if I can say it over here, but they—they they were up playing a lot of games. They was everybody was playing cards. All the you know, the parents at the social, had a great time. So they were up late doing their thing.
2: Love it, man. I love it. That's that's why I love this staff. They really, I think, the, the cool thing about Marcus Freeman and and I would love to hear your context, Carson, or if you agree, disagree. But the cool thing about him is that he is young enough where he can relate to you guys really well, yeah. but he can also relate to the parents really well too. 100%. You know, you kind of get the best of both worlds.
3: Yeah, he's the perfect coach age, perfect coach age. Because he's not an old head to the point where he's like, well, you know, we got to be all blah blah. And like he he can relate to the players. You ask Coach Raymond a question, he can give you an answer to
2: anything. Yeah. So I asked you about your golf game. How's the bowling game?
3: Uh, we were good. I, I think I hit one on one, either one on one or a okay. ninety-seven. Coach Mickens is a crazy bowler. I didn't know that. Is he? He was a baller. He was really what? good. Uh, what, what's he in like the 200s or something like that almost because he had a little curve to him every shot he threw it was <laughs> man, it was spin towards the inch like he was rolling
2: Like well, you said you said coach Mickens was a bowler in basketball too man so he's got basketball he obviously had football he's got bowling now apparently coach Mick's yep. got
3: it all it sounds like man he was an athlete he was an athlete he still is yeah,
2: I, I had a best friend growing up that was on the bowling team and everything. He had like six 300s or something like that. And I was like, I, I was on your level. You know, I was like 100 something. Like I was right. fine, but it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like I was just messing around type of thing.
3: Right. So. I was joking too, but he was really good. Yeah. He brought his own uh, and ball
2: he, and, and everything. Did he? Oh, he had his own ball and everything. That's that's super funny. Was there any, any other uh, commits or uncommitted players there that also had some game or were they mostly on the same wavelength?
3: My boy Kennedy was pretty good. He yeah. was strike for strike. He got about 171 game.
2: Wow. Nice. That's awesome, man. I love Kennedy because he's one of those guys that, like, doesn't brag about him being good at things, you know? So he's probably just, like, nonchalantly, like, strike. Yeah, it was, wasn't bad. It wasn't
3: bad. Right. 100%. <laughs> it's funny.
2: You guys had – so one cool thing is that you guys had all the defensive back recruits that were on campus as far as the commits so far in the class. So you had – Leonard Moore was on campus, you were on campus, and you had Kennedy on campus. What was that like, man, just kind of taking it back a sense? Because I know you're with a bunch of, of the other commits in the class, but you got all the defense to back commits on campus. And then, obviously, I know Oliver Miles was on campus, a, a, a couple of guys that you're still targeting, but you got the whole defensive secondary in, on, on campus for the first time, I think.
3: I think we grew a great bond. I really do. I mean, we just built a very strong, close relationship, and I think that's as a defensive unit, what you want—you want everybody on the team to feel like they're at home, feel like family, and we all do. We're still texting about how much fun we had this weekend. Probably right That's before awesome, I got on here, so I, I had a great time with Lenny and Kenny. It just—it was—it was it all—all was all the fun you can imagine. And Bimo and uh, Jade and Mickey were our hosts, well, my host. The right? BMO. Yeah, so they made sure I had a great time. So it was just great being able to see kind of how they live sometimes and be able to interact with them and a way other than a football, just bond. Was there a, because that's interesting, because for people that
2: don't know, because I mean, most people are Notre Dame fans that watch these, so they know for it. But Benjamin Morrison is very kind of, more soft spoken, kind of about his business, right? Jay Mickey's very outgoing and talkative. Like he's right. much more like an outward personality. Did you see a little bit of glimpse into their personalities? Was it cool, I guess, to get maybe a little bit of a difference of personality as your host?
3: One hundred percent. Jay Mickey loves to talk, play man. He loves to talk trash. Bemo's more of a chill kind of. He's more of a you know quieter. Not I wouldn't say quieter. Like he talks, he does everything. He's just like he's just chill. Like he doesn't overdo. Like. I like to overstep because I'm just an extrovert. Like Jay Mickey's, like <laughs> I, he's like me a little bit because he he loves to talk game, loves to talk trash. I like doing that too. Like that's, I enjoy it. So being around both of them, seeing like what they're about to be like when I get to college, just, it was just good to kind of know. Like I just wanted to know yeah. the people I'm about to be around, and, I, and they're great guys. So I wouldn't want to be around anybody else.
2: I like the mix of personalities as a host too, because like you said, Jaden's much more your personality, but I also think that Benjamin's more of the Leonard Moore, Kennedy Erlacher right. personality. You know, a little bit right. more quiet, but like, you know, good kids. You know what I mean? hundred like, you know, percent That's yes. Yeah. So I heard we were texting about this. I heard about the ep, there was some uh sounds like there's some good Madden game being played over the weekend. Can we uh, can we get a little bit of insight into how that how that how uh that partakes? I think that
3: was the first day. That kind of brought everybody together. <clears throat> we was all on the sticks. Teddy, uh, Rozak, he was on the sticks. We always planned up to like two, three. We was up late nice playing that. But it was like one of those things where it was just talking and you don't understand it until you leave. Like, dang, like that really brought us that much closer. Like it really did. How we all kind of got to know each other. Bradley Shaw beat him beat him down but um, we ain't gonna get into all that but he was really cool too i don't know i think he's from alabama right yes correct so he, he he's a cool guy and just being able to have everybody out there just playing bodie Cahoon didn't know nothing about him met him this weekend we friends now like it's great it's great
2: well and i i still need to set up that little race between you and bodie man because i'm telling you man bodie can run i want to see that race carson i want to see that. i gotta race, see man. it i gotta see it I, oh man, the, the defensive class this year—I'm telling you, man—is when you look at some of the forty times that you guys have run. I mean, Bodie has a verified four-five-four. Teddy Rizak has a verified like four-five-five, and those are linebackers in this class. Like, think about that for a second, man. That's Teddy, wild. I did not know
3: he was a linebacker.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's. So I, I think Notre Dame's plan is rover to begin right so that's kind of that safety linebacker hybrid and then eventually maybe moving inside the linebacker is kind of like where they're forecasting him a little bit wow he's lanky tall Yeah, he's tall right tall and long which is all all you guys are tall and long though really that's why i thought about he was a safety
3: automatically first time i met him
2: yeah i he, his body type is definitely more safety than linebacker but they think um i know he met with coach bayless a few weeks ago and Coach Bayless thinks that he can get up to like 230-something pounds and then that he would be a linebacker, obviously, in that instance. So we'll see what happens, obviously. Wow. But Yeah, man. So uh, real quick before we move on to a little bit of a different topic here, before we get out of here, let me ask you this, Carson. I, I know you said we don't want to get into your your beatdown of of Bradley Shaw this past weekend, but who was – if I had to ask you, who was the best me.
3: Madden player? Me. Yeah? Me. Without a doubt, nope. Nobody can no, me. Nobody could beat me. No hesitation. I beat Mickey. I beat Jay Mickey too. I mean, I was just destroying everybody. It wasn't even close. Were are, are you There's randomly picking teams, Teddy, or actually Teddy? Teddy, I give him credit. He had he had a close game. That was it. Nobody else came close to beating me.
2: Are, are you one of those guys that just plays with one single team, or were you just randomly selecting teams?
3: I mean, I try to go with the Bills, but I mean, if I'm on their PlayStation, if I'm playing PS5, I'm gonna go with the Bills. If I'm on Xbox, I can play with whoever. I mean, I really do. I just need a little bit of a mobile quarterback, just 80 speed, 80 speed. do get me through the, get me through the day.
2: It's funny, man. I kind of feel like I want to play you in Madden because I think I might wipe the floor with you. That's just kind of my my opinion. I don't know though. I don't know. Well, might have to set that up. I don't sometime. think so.
3: <laughs> them, when I put them adjusting, so you send my curl flats, my hooks. A lot of people can't beat it. All right,
2: man. All right. Well, hey, uh, Carson Hobbs banded game apparently is a thing of legend. So we'll have to we'll have to see about that in the future.
0: 100%. Carson, let,
2: let me ask you, kind of getting back to like the full scope of this weekend. Obviously, you had a great time. You talked about a lot of the favorite highlights, talked about your parents having a great time with Coach Freeman and the other coaches, and it sounds like all around it was a great experience. How do you feel like your role was this weekend as far as as a recruiter? Because there are – because, I mean, we're before I let you go, I'll say like this. Like we have, I think, 19 commits in the class now for Notre Dame, right? So, like, it is filling up incredibly quickly. A couple other guys on campus, top targets. We already mentioned Carter Nelson. We already mentioned Oliver Miles. Guys at Notre Dame obviously once in the class. What was your role this weekend as a recruiter to try to pitch to those guys?
3: Uh, just my job was to explain, you know, why not us? Really, why not? Because what, what could another school offer you that we can't? Statistically and through football and academics, what? I just don't, I don't see, I think everybody should be here in the country, to be honest. But, you know, you can't get everybody. Everybody has their opinions. A lot of people don't want to do school and college, don't want to go far away from home. And I think that's some of the issue with some people, you know, recruiting from Texas. They're not comfortable leaving their family. But at the same time, you're leaving them to make sure that you're going to be set for the rest of your life. So just my biggest pitch was trying to make the people feel home. Like Carter, I just want to make sure that he felt like if this was a place he came, he know people got his back. He don't got to feel nervous. Like he's moving in, you know, don't know nobody. Like he didn't know anybody. I want to be the first person he know. And then from there on, you know, introduce some more people, but he, he knows everybody. He was cool with everybody. So we, I think the bonding time being able to go out with the players and, hang out all together, really brought everybody closer. So I feel like we we got a good shot at getting them.
2: Yeah, and Carter's a good one. You already mentioned him. It sounds like he has a pretty outgoing personality, kind of from yep. our conversations.
3: Oh, for, really sure. Easy. for sure.
2: Yeah. So he, he got along with the group pretty
3: well as far as just like, oh, great. you know, great. being comfortable. He, he acted like he was one of us, like commit. Nice.
2: He nice. should Come be. We'll <laughs> hey, man. I... If anybody listens to this podcast, Carson, the minute that Notre Dame offered him months and months and months ago at this point, Carter Nelson, I was like, they need to get that guy. That guy is talented, man. Like they need to get that guy. So I'm here for, let me ask you about two other uncommitted players that were on campus and just kind of your vibes from them as far as who they are as young men and people. So you mentioned Bradley Shaw as far as like playing that and stuff, but what was just kind of your opinion of him as just kind of meshing with the group?
3: Uh, humble, cool. He brought a lot of family, so I wouldn't say he was with us too much. But with the times, he could be. It, it was cool. You know, he was just doing his thing. You know, kicking it, and just I think he was doing more with observing than kind of doing. Like he just wanted to see everything and check it all out. And then with Oliver, yeah. I think Oliver. Oliver was with us a lot. He was just. I mean, I. I don't like. I wouldn't. I would be like more of a, a little quieter than BMO. Like he's just he's quiet, don't really smoke unless spoken to, but he's really like a nice kid. He's cool. You do everything. You don't do nothing wrong. Just, just quieter. And there's nothing wrong with it. I always say, like, be you. So as long as, you know, he let that visit having a good experience and, you know, still thinking about coming here. That's all that matters. Absolutely.
2: And again, that's three of the main targets that were on campus for Notre Dame. A lot of committed players on campus, but you mentioned it, Carson, Carter Nelson, who's a Dynamic tight end. I think he would fit really well with Jack Larson, obviously in the 2024 class at tight end. That was a that would be a dynamic duo. Oliver Miles, safety out of Texas, a kid that Notre Dame has absolutely made a priority to try to fit in with Kenny Durlacher and the rest of the secondary. And then you mentioned Bradley Shaw, who not enough people talk about, but has just consistently been moving closer and closer to the notre dame program so that's going to do it for carson's corner this week man let carson before i let you go man i know that we usually do a random topic so if there's anything that you want to get off your chest now before i ask you to, to plug your socials and everything we haven't done this in a couple weeks man so it's uh it's been good to talk for, for a little bit here
3: all right uh so you want me to get my socials out
2: yeah, man, give your socials, anything you want to leave Notre Dame fans with. I just feel like we haven't done this in a couple weeks. I oh, just want course. to leave the floor for you. Make sure yet. y'all go yeah. show
3: Carter Nelson, um, Oliver Miles, and Bradley Shaw some love. Go flood their Twitter. Tell them Go Irish how much we want them and need them. And if you guys want to go give me a follow, Twitter, same, Carson Hobbs. Instagram, Carson Hobbs1. And get ready for the new post coming soon from the official visit. Love it, love it, love it. Carson Hobbs here on Carson's Corner. Ryan Roberts,
2: IrishBreakdown.com. Thank you all again for joining this adaption of Carson's Corner.
1: That was my first edition of Carson's Corner, and that was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed That kid is, he is a very personable, fun listen. Uh, That's for sure, Ryan. I I really enjoyed that. I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to say that you enjoyed it as well.
2: Yeah, man. Nah, he's a great kid. He really is. I think this was our fifth podcast segment together. I mean, he's a just really well spoken. I mean, originally Vince, I wanted to get him on because he's got that magnetic personality. Obviously, yeah, he does. right? But he's he just gives a really good perspective. I really wanted to bring this episode this week because I feel like we hear about official visits all the time. And people always right. ask, you know, what's allowed, what's not allowed, what's it look like? And I think that he just gave some really good context to what an official visit actually looks like, you know, from a sure from the actual recruits perspective. So I think it was a great adaption. I, I hope everyone really liked it. Do kickers ever get
1: recruiting visits? Official recruiting visits? Is that is that is that a thing? Uh,
2: it's not a question to ask for me, man. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't deal with the kickers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Had to ask. All right. Yes. So that was so that kind of caps off a, a pretty darn good weekend for Notre Dame in the recruiting uh, world. Obviously, we've got recruiting coming up uh, this week. Uh, there we go. Thank you very much, Brian from from the way back. Brian, hey man. I appreciate but, that But Notre,
2: Notre Dame just takes grad transfers right now. I know, so, seriously. You know. It's
1: like, come on, man, you're killing me. I guess they have uh, officials
2: too, technically, but yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> That's great.
1: Uh, so that caps up the, the recruiting weekend and everything. I, I do want to talk to you, though, uh, about, I mean, you've been gone for a, a little bit. You've been on paternity leave. Yep. For good reason, you haven't been around. Uh, yes. Notre Dame's gotten four commitments since you've been gone. And you picked a good time to be gone. Brian's been working really hard, uh, obviously, yeah. with you being uh, down and out. So uh, I want to get your opinion on the four guys that have committed. We've got running back, Keedron Young. We've got offensive lineman, Styles Prescott. We've got defensive end, Logan Thomas, and defensive tackle, Sean Sevillano. So I know you've talked about these four guys leading up to their commitment, but now yeah. that they're committed and in the class, let's talk about them. So let's start with... Yeah. Keedron Young, your thoughts about him, his fit in the class?
2: I mean, I love it. I really do, Vince. This is one where we talked about Anthony Carey was another running back that was obviously on the board for a while for Notre Dame, another player that they liked. But I really love the prospects of getting Keedron Young to go with Aeneas Williams in this mm-hmm. class. He's a the fit much between the two diff- is really yes, good. Yeah. yes. The, the fit is just so different. I mean, Aeneas Williams is much more all-purpose back, can catch the football, a little bit more of a space player. Keedron Young is your 210-plus-pound, 220-pound bell cow. He's a physical runner. He's got good straight-line speed, un- underrated foot quickness for a bigger back. I think he fits really well with what you have with Aeneas Williams, and I think that it's just a great pairing. And also, this doesn't hurt, he's a highly recruited kid out of the state of Texas. And I right. continue to talk about the importance of Notre Dame having their blueprint in Texas for the second straight cycle now under Marcus Freeman. They have impacted Texas in a big way so far. So I love the Keitron Young pickup. I thought it was a tremendous, tremendous pairing with Aeneas Williams.
1: They also picked up a commitment from offensive tackle Styles Prescott. Your thoughts on him. Obviously, I think he's more of a he's got a high ceiling. I think yeah. he's got a he's got an incredibly high ceiling. He's an in-state guy. What are your thoughts on Styles?
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, he's he's an upside play. He's 6'6", yeah. 270 pounds, but he definitely has room to grow into his frame. Mm-hmm. He's got good length for the position. He's got good foot quickness. I like him. I like him, a, I, but I, I really think that this is a situation I would like him a lot more, and this is no disrespect to Styles. I would like him a lot better if Gerby Lambert was in the class, though. If Notre okay. able to land Gerby Lambert, I'm like, okay, Styles Prescott's your second offensive tackle in this group, a guy that has developmental upside, a guy that I think long-term is going to be a lot better than the short-term. So I like styles. He's also an Indiana kid. So obviously keeping a, a kid from, you know, the state fishers, Indiana in the state of Indiana, I like styles, but it's more about finishing the offensive tackle group. Cause if Notre Dame is able to land Gerby Lambert and you look at it and say, Gerby Lambert styles, Prescott, Peter Jones, and Anthony, that that's a good offensive line group. Then at that yeah. point, it's just yeah. about finishing
1: now is a big mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And he's, Really, the only one left on the board for offensive line. I mean, I I agree with you. They need another tackle. They'd probably be okay with three, and they've got room for him and him alone at this point. And it's guns blazing for him, and if they can get him in the class, I think that really rounds out a nice four-man class considering they've gotten five in the last three classes combined. You know, five, five, five. You know, go three or four and still be okay.
2: It's a lot of talented offensive line group moving forward. <laughs> even if even if they don't get Gerby, I mean they're still gonna be a very talented group. It's just so important though for me to get true offensive tackle types in twenty twenty four, and Gerby is that, and I think Styles is also that. I think Styles could play offensive tackle okay. on the college level, so I, I like the pickup for what it is. It's just now about finishing the class.
1: Gotcha. How about defensive end Logan Thomas?
2: It was a need. It was a massive need. I mean, you needed a Viper in this class. I know that there's some belief that Cole Mullins, the defensive lineman out of the state of Georgia can play Viper. I, I'm not there hundred percent. I think long-term he's going to be more of a big end type just because I think he's sure. a power-based rusher and he's physical. I think Logan Thomas, like there's no question what he's going to play. He's going to be a Viper at the next level. So he's got six, four long arms explosive. He's not a finished product. Mm-hmm. And his coaches at, at at his high school would literally tell you that he's not a finished product. His upside is still tremendous. He is not there yet, but he's talented. He's explosive. He's long. You needed him in this class, so I think it was a. Tr- I think that was probably my favorite pickup of the four overall because I think Kejron Young might be the better player between the two, but I think that easily logan thomas was the biggest need of those four players like they needed a true viper in this class and i think that's exactly what logan thomas is
1: okay and finally last but not least we're moving inside on the defense defensive tackle yep. sean Sevalano he i guess is kind of a replacement for the decommitment of owen wayful uh yeah. you know obviously the staff liked sean better your thoughts on sean
2: I think Sean's a good football player. I I think he fits what Notre Dame is looking for in the nose tackle position. Apparently they wanted a guy that's a little bit more of a big body, a a guy that's a little bit more of a physically physical player at the point of attack. Logan, I mean, Logan, uh, Owen Wafel was more of a gap shooting nose tackle, a guy that was going to need to be a little bit more of a penetration style player. I think Sean is more of a traditional nose. So I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't be fully transparent about it, but this is what Notre Dame thinks that they need at the nose tackle position. That's what they think that they need, and they think Sean Savillano fits it better. So I've talked to the coaches up down there at Clearwater Academy International. They're very high on him, as they always are. But, I mean, the kid had 20-something, 22 sacks last year, 50 tackles for loss, very – interesting player so i i hope i'm a little bit wrong about it i hope that i'm a little bit wrong that he is a little bit more of a high caliber player and he is a foregone conclusion better player than what owen was but i, I just I, it's a wait and see process for me okay
1: fair enough so those are the four committed players that have all committed since you have taken your hiatus to take yep. care of your lovely second daughter so I think that's okay. I think that's okay. That's, it's amazing how the world keeps spinning, even though you're not working. I mean, I don't know how that works. Man. I don't know why they didn't just wait, but
2: it's I, I felt bad, man. I felt bad. I, <laughs> I see all these kids committing. I see I see you know, visits being set up. I see visits being cancelled. I see, Commitment dates being set. I'm just like, man, they they really waited until I left. like they really, (laughs) really waited until I left to make all this stuff happen. But we're back. Right. And we're going to finish up a very busy month of June. And I mean, Notre Dame's class is – it's, it's getting there. Done. I mean, okay, man, like you maybe like six or seven more players that might fill out this class. I mean, Notre right. Dame is filling up quick, so we'll be in the we'll be in the brunt of this kind of moving forward. But it's definitely been busy over the last couple of weeks. There's yeah, a bad. lot
1: of big fish, a lot of big fish still out there. Uh, an Wait. opportunity to really kind of take this class to the next level. But I love the foundation that they've built up to this
2: point. I mean, I it, this is a really good class moving forward, and especially offensively, man. This is yes. this is. Someone asked this, Vince, and I guess it's going to be a great podcast topic if it happens. If Notre Dame gets Gerby Lambert, this is the best offensive class since when? And it's a great question. I don't know the answer to it as of right now, but it would be the best offensive class in several years, man. Like we're talking about CJ Carr. You're talking about a really talented trio of wide receivers. You're talking about two very good running backs. You're talking about a four-man offensive line class. And if you also throw in – if you get Carter Nelson to go with Jack Larson tight end – Dang, man, that's a good offensive class, brother. So I hope that we're having that conversation in the future because you're getting in pretty good position with Gerby and you're getting in even better position with Carter Nelson. So we'll see how it f- figures out.
1: It's amazing how an offensive class fills out when you have a quarterback at the heart of it who's isn't really it? stinking good.
2: Like wow, wow guys want to guys want to huh. play with a great quarterback. Who would have thought?
1: <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Amazing.
2: Yes. And they've even they've even turned away a couple of really talented wide receivers. Cause it's just like, don't have the spots, man. Like you Crazy. Have to get in, you know what I mean? Can, so Can you
1: even imagine that even being the case a year ago? You know what I mean? With the way the, the way the wide receiver room was a year ago and going into last year, Miles. like that they'd be turning away really quality
2: wide receivers right now. The seven receivers that they have in the 2023 and 2024 classes, like, and that's coming off a year where your leading receiver had 300 something yards.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Your, your,
2: your leading receiver had 300 something yards and he just, transferred to play cornerback at ohio state that's where you are yeah and yet you're still recruiting wide receiver at a big level like it, it's insane welcome to the marcus
1: freeman era everyone all right so that's going to do it for this edition of the notre dame recruiting hour but don't go anywhere because we will have a mailbag mm-hmm. I, i've convinced ryan to stick around for a little bit longer we are going to have a mailbag but before you uh before we move on to that make sure you hit the like button hit the subscribe button hit that notification bell because you just never know when there's going to be a commitment a, a random show you just don't know and if you don't have the bell rung then you're not going to know so make sure you do that make sure you tell your friend family and friends uh, about the Irish breakdown podcast <laughs>